Welcome to the Humanizing Work Show podcast, where we dig into topics large and small related to our mission, which is to help make work more fit for humans and all of us humans more capable of doing great work. You can learn more about humanizing work at humanizingwork.com. Welcome to the Humanizing Work Mailbag, where we answer questions from the Humanizing Work community. If you have a question you've been noodling on, email us at mailbag at humanizingwork.com, and we'll see if we've got a good answer for you. We were recently working with a senior leadership team at a software company, uh, CEO, CFO, CTO, those types. And they were pretty familiar with Scrum at this company since their teams used it to build their products. So they wanted to test out whether Scrum might work for their management team. So we started working through how they might use the various parts of Scrum on their team. And they found some parts that seemed pretty straightforward and a few others that didn't seem to fit right. And one of the biggest sticking points was how to create a product backlog. And I remember the CEO asking, how do you create a product backlog for a management team? We're not really being a building a product as a team. And I think he was right. And to think about it, we need to ask what actually is the product of a management team. And I think we would say that the, the management team's product is a healthy organization. And their job is the organization itself and its ability to, I guess, be fit for the purpose of the organization, whatever that is. And that is something fundamentally different from building a product in the sense that you might build a software product. It's more like improving your personal health. Yeah, totally. I like that analogy. In fact, uh, fitness and health, uh, you know, I focus a lot on that, especially over the last few years. And for me, there are a few different components that matter there. There's there's kind of, uh, am I generally healthy, not sick, right? But there's also things about fitness, uh, like do I have uh, energy? Am I able to accomplish hard things physically? Uh, I, I'm, I've been doing a lot of running lately, so I'm, is my aerobic base up? Am I getting faster? Uh, am I able to run long distances? But that's only on the physical side. There, there are other areas of personal health as well like my mental health, like my spiritual health, like my relationships. And all of those things are important to me. And it's not like I can just make a backlog <laughs> and say, all right, I'm going to knock out the physical fitness portion and then that'll be done. And then I can move on to my relationship health and I'll knock that out and that'll be done. So I like this analogy that management teams create health and fitness for the organization. Right. So we, we need an approach to a backlog that naturally supports progress in many different areas at once. Um, I know we had somebody in our community say something like, I, when I was working on a scrum team, it felt like I was just focused on one thing at a time. We'd knock off a feature, we'd focus on the next one, knock off the next feature or user story or whatever. And he said, now that I'm a manager, I feel like I'm always multitasking. And I think there's something to that where a good management backlog is kind of short and wide, while a product backlog is long and narrow. Like a management backlog is working on a lot of different areas at once, but you don't have a lot of detail further in the future because of the level of complexity, how many things are moving at once, just like with your health. Um, Gary, you're going to do a little bit around diet, a little bit around exercise, a little bit about relationships, and there will be some things that are fine for a while, and you not focus on those and you focus somewhere else. Whereas a product backlog for a product is focused on one thing over a long period of time. And even though there's less detail in the future, there's still that kind of sense of going in one direction. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah, when I think about the like trying to keep an eye on a whole bunch of things at once, uh, the the idea that comes to mind for me is like a dashboard, and I kind of hate that term, probably because I've only had fairly bad experiences with business dashboards. But as I think about that, our our model for management, the three jobs of agile management, is kind of like a dashboard where you know the three jobs of management, which we'll put a link in the in the video or down in the comments uh, or excuse me the description. Uh, the three jobs of management give some some areas to focus on where, you know, those are create clarity, increase capability, improve the system, and then some lenses and focus areas for those. Those tend to be really useful, but it's kind of like uh, keeping it track of those areas of your health, like my physical health, my emotional and relationship health. Uh, it gives some, like a dashboard for that. And I think if we use like the metaphor of a, like an airplane has a dashboard and there are all these things that pilots are paying attention to all the time, that, then that, I, I, maybe I don't hate the term dashboard so much for that. <laughs> yeah, the metaphor is not a business dashboard. It's not a metaphor from a metaphor. It's like the original thing, like seeing where do I need to pay attention right now? And I think that's the answer to the, the challenge around multitasking, because there's a sense in which leadership is multitasking. There are many different things to focus on at a time. But it ends up feeling like multitasking when you actually switch in the middle of a task. So I think the the key move here is where do I want to focus and what's a meaningful chunk of thing that I can do as a leader in that area to move it forward and actually do what you need to do to complete that. Then look up and say, what's the next thing I'm going to focus on? And even if the units are pretty small, that sense of being done and then focusing elsewhere and being done, I think removes the multitasking. Yeah, then it's like, it's not multitasking, it's multi-monitoring, <laughs> keeping track of a lot of things yeah. and then focusing on one for a short period of time. Yeah, single tasking over a range of focus areas. And um, there's this idea that I picked up recently from the inner game literature. Uh, my vocal coach had me read the inner game of music. And part of it is you choose something to focus on. And like, I'm going to be aware of um, what's going on in my left hand as I'm playing this part on the guitar or something. Um, but another thing that you adopt as part of that is trust. Like I'm going to choose to trust that I've practiced and my right hand's fine. And so that idea of focus on one thing, trust another, I think is useful here as well. You can look over that, that sort of dashboard from the, the three jobs and say, I'm going to focus here and I'm going to trust that this is okay for now which also frees up the mental space in the sense that you're not switching too much. If you enjoyed this episode and want more content like this, the best thing you can do is subscribe to the podcast and rate it on your favorite podcasting platform. We'd love it if you shared the podcast with friends, family, and coworkers that you think might benefit from learning more about how to make work more fit for humans and humans more capable of doing great work. If you want help humanizing your work, you can find out about our products and services at humanizingwork.com. We spend much of our lives working, so let's make that investment meaningful for us and all of the people connected to it.